0: Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money mindset, finance, business and investing. My name is Royston Cumberbatch, a qualifying accountant with over 30 years experience in finance and business. Welcome to the next episode of the Financial Intelligence Mindset Podcast. We bring you different guests from different backgrounds all the time, and we've got a young man here with us today from all the way Houston, Texas. Uh, he's very much on fire. Just been speaking to him uh, prior to this, obviously pressing the record button, and uh, yeah, he's going to tell us all about how to fix your credit. He also has a military background, and he was, as you were telling me, he's just not made for having a, a 95 job. So very much an entrepreneurial young man. So Clarence, introduce yourself and. Just tell us about your backstory. Maybe tell us like, um, you know, yeah, why did you choose the military at first? It, like, was it mandatory? And you, and what are some of the things that you learned in the military that you use in your entrepreneurial life?
1: Oh, man. Uh, whew, that's actually a great thing. Uh, the military in itself. Uh, I actually went in when I was about 19. I'm 32 right now. So yeah. <laughs> I went to the military at 19. Uh, I just want to figure out what I want to do with my life. Like, I did not know. I'm just like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. We go to college. I was trying to formulate something for myself. I was trying to get an identity. And I know that in the military, it gives you structure. It gives you direction to understand the Army values. And one thing that stood out to me the most is integrity. Integrity, like I said, is just doing something to where you don't do it for glory. Like you just do it when nobody else is looking. You're being who you are. You're taking that mask off and say, you know what? This is who I am. I'm always going to do the right thing. I don't need cameras in front of my face. I'm doing it because this is who I am. And that yeah. military and itself just, it lets you know to be determined, never accept defeat, no matter what. And I think that in itself transfigured into my life for my entrepreneurial, my entrepreneurial spirit and allowed me a flame in my chest to keep going, no matter how much money I was losing or how many times I got scammed or how many times I was just trying to do something for myself to get forward. You know, I've never really been stable with jobs so as an entrepreneur i'm like you know i would get sales job i worked at vector marketing ima ncl financial portfolio recovery you name it i had some great jobs. i even worked there still doing warehouse but i, I kind of quit that off i'm like i'm not a hands-on person i'm like that don't make any sense i'm killing myself for no reason i can't do it <laughs> so <laughs> you know and um and through my entrepreneurial spirit like i just got out there you know i network i network a lot anybody that knows yeah, me is yeah. like you know?
0: Okay, <laughs> cool, kind of- cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So coming to your first business. So are you in your first business or your second business or third business? Oh man.
1: Whew. Actually, this one in itself, I would say this will be my second one. Uh, yeah. my first one I first started was when I was nineteen. I okay. was nineteen. I did a um I, I guess people would say it's a online business. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, you know what i would say this would be about third to be honest because the first two it was just like money management was just not smart for me i was just i didn't know i was just spending I, like I have no sense financial literacy paid a uh, major impact and that's why like both of them just <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah so how much money did you sell? so like how much money did you think like you are not being financially literate and running a business? How much money would you say you lost? Before I started? Well, no, no. So obviously you started your first business at, at 19. Um, and I guess that you're obviously in the military. I, I, I guess you're also in the military now and then you're probably running run business again. I mean, so how is it, how is it important would you say it's being financially literate to avoid losing money in business?
1: Um, I would say it's very important. Not being financially literate, which is actually pays a major difference on how to manage your money, knowing the difference between the asset and liability and the expense and income come. That play, I, I didn't know. It's kind of like we as entrepreneurs, you just want to get out and do it. That's good, but there's no strategy behind it. I was yeah. so, in, you know, I always had this energy, but you can have all the energy and passion, but with no strategic direction, you can't walk into the right place. That's I tell people, that's the point of formulating a business plan. It's not just for the lenders and loan. That's for you. So you can check yourself and go back and update it and keep yourself on track because it's easy to deter and get off. And that's what kept happening to me during my, my journey. I would think that being financial literate is just having ability to say no, even <clears> to your family, loved ones. Because if you can't say no to yourself, you can't say no to anybody else. You cannot say no. I can promise you. It doesn't matter how much money you make. You will never, you will not accumulate wealth. Everybody wants to be rich. I know the word for rich is open. No, I want to be wealth means to be wealthy. That means I'm going to retain the assets that I do have and I'm going to keep, guess what? Backtrack. Robert Kiyosaki. Take your business income, transition it, and guess what? Take it, switch it to the left. You got passive income, uh-huh, and you got portfolio income. yeah, passive income, guess what that means money that's going to come in regardless. So guess what yeah. the business businesses fail that's just what it is, but you yeah. have to allocate properly and I learned
0: that. I like it, I like it. I like it. So how did you how did you go about learning financial literacy how did you go about learning about how to run a business? I mean like did you do courses? did you read books? I mean, you mentioned Robert Kiyosaki a few times. So talk to talk to us about the, about the, the kind of books you read. Kind
1: of courses you done. Yeah. Oh God. Um. I love to read, dude. I like honestly. I've always been smart. I'm like a super nerd. Yeah. I love it. Um. Books in itself, books are journeys, but books are experiences. Okay. And this is how I learned business. It was me. You know. But I give praise to God first and foremost. But I put the work in. I literally read all the time. You know. Some people. It's a difference in read, okay, because you can read something but not understand what you just read, okay. Yeah. It's actually a strategy behind it, you know. Anything I read is complete on money management on business. When I started a business, I, I started off learning, like, okay, how to start a business. You can go on Google, but the thing is, it's too much information, but then it's too much bad information. Not everybody is a good teacher. Remember that, because yeah, some people teach that they don't understand. So in order to understand, I just start reading books. I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read um, Incorporated. I done read um, How to Start a Small Business. I've read so many books on business. I can't remember every title. It's literally probably been over probably two, 300 books. I keep reading. Some people say, you know, read, take the top five books and that's it. No, you want to consistently read. But when I read, I study and I implement and I put it away. A lot of people keep books. Don't need it. When you're done, give it to somebody else. Give it away for free. Give it to the youth because they're going to need it even more. Every time yeah. I read it, I would study it. I would take down notes and i implement it into my life, meaning I will execute deadlines. Deadline, That's how man. I with that. And I was I would network and speak to people who've already had successful businesses. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. What I need to do? They said little because time... It's the most valuable asset. People that run yeah. businesses, I'd have time to waste at all. So if you're not serious about investing in yourself, mentors can't take you serious if you don't value time. You can't call your mentor for three hours a day. Yeah. If he said. He's available for an hour. He's available for an hour. And it's up for you to take yourself serious. So that's what I did. I invested my time into any and everything about bus. Um, I was able to formulate a system. You know, you got administrative, making sure who's going to handle the task, who's going to get this done. Delegation in itself on how to effectively run a company. Because I realized when you do everything yourself, a small business stays small because they fail to prepare themselves. And when you do everything for yourself, it's eventually going to burn down into the hole. And it's also a lack of money management, a lack Direction. You have to plan beyond what you actually see. I'm going public sooner than later. I love but it. I, I love have to it. Get there. You get what I'm saying. I'm not delusional. It's executed. It's tasks. It's goals. It's quotas. And working with people, appreciating, taking a breath. I'm outside. I'm not working right now. I'm taking a breath. I need time for me. I take I'm time off. for I hear you.
0: I hear you, man. I hear you. I know. I mean, I feel you, man. I can feel your energy, and I can see that you said that I'm. Yeah, I mean, a business is not one person, and um, and also when you want to run a successful business, you have to learn from others. You know, whether it's mentors, whether it's books, whether it's case studies, but you got to apply yourself to learning first, right? And that's kind of why I host the podcast so people can listen and learn, right? Because if they listen and learn, um, hopefully you you drop a few gems that they can think, ah, that was great, you know, so they can avoid some some of the lessons, uh, some of the, the the mistakes that you made. So um thinking about your business right now. I mean, wh- what do you do right now in business and how do you add value to people's lives?
1: I love what I do, man. I really love what I do. Um integrity credit fixed sources to me, I I I stop saying I, we, because this 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 is us. Um we add value into people's lives by helping them to change. As I say to Ferrara, like it's it's not just cleaning your credit, man. It's not just educating you during the process. But providing you an end game. who's going to take that step to go the extra way for it? I always tell people, you're not making a payment. You're investing into yourself and you deserve that. You sacrifice so much for everybody else. And we want to let you know that it's okay to sacrifice for yourself in order to help those around. I stand to empower people around. I don't our company doesn't stand to be the best. We are. We will be. I speak things into what needs to be. We stand to be the change we want to see. We don't talk. We just move on action and realize that we're going to have falls. We're not standing here to put down our competitors because guess what? In order to be a successful leader, you have to model the way. So maybe by us getting out here, pushing out there and slow in a steady race, we'll get to our destination to show other companies besides credit companies to model to where Stop putting an emphasis on currency and money, but let them know that people, consumers, our customers, our employees, they're the reason companies stay alive. And I think people don't understand that. A company cannot grow without a complaint, a, a review, an employee, because what they bring is innovation. They bring creativity. They bring what we don't have. We think we do. But they can come in and bring in a brand new process that you would never project. No matter how smart you are, as people that don't know anything that will show you something beyond your imagination, I think people in itself will help to catapult and push our company in that direction. So that's why we say, you know what, we're open to any type of changes. We don't know everything. We're open to that. You know, we believe in opportunities everybody, you know?
0: I got it, I got it. So, So who is the um, typical customer that you serve in terms of uh, someone like right now, if they were listening to this? um, um like, like, yeah, who do you serve and, and what exactly do you do for them? I, I just want to go back to that. I want to know how exactly do you help your customers? I kind of want to dig deep into that because I want you to give a few tips on someone who has bad credit right now how can, they, how can they go about fixing their credit? Drop, drop some tips and hints for us.
1: Oh, not a problem, man. I, um, the one thing about it, like anybody that asks those was a technical fixation, we all about education. Education is king. I'm always going to tell you, like, hope, bankruptcy. Hope, student loan. Hold on. Like, hold on. We got a fucking break. Um, I always let people know this. Uh, go ahead and backtrack a little bit. I like to educate people, especially on student loans. Student loans in society, I think it's about a $2.8 trillion dollar industry in reference to like debt, like it's, it's really bad. And that like, uh, I don't really like that. So the thing is why I tell most people, if you have like student loan debt, the best thing is usually most people that I do speak to is report negatively because as of right now, with Biden and everything that's going on. They're trying to waive, you know, at, they had a point to where they're going to waive at least $50,000 of student loan debt. I'm like, okay, cool. But it's people that's like three, $400,000 of student loan debt going to medical school and they're investing in itself. They're sacrificing. But they're barely getting by to even make those payments. I always tell people this. The smartest thing you can do is either first, when you actually, if you have the fund, I'll break it down from there. If you have the funds to try to consolidate, put your loans all into one payment, okay? And because the thing is, with your student loans, I always tell people to try to defer it. When you defer it, you can defer your payments every three years. A lot of people do it. And the only benefit to that is that the government will pay the interest during your suspension period, Okay. Always remember that. Okay, any other option? I will not. I wouldn't even tell you to do that. You know, I know a lot of people that actually are in school. But all I tell my clients if they're current right now, they're making payments. I'm like, listen, you know, just consolidate it, put it down into one affordable loan, and always defer your payments to what you actually can't afford. But unfortunately, life happens to people, and if you can't afford to make a payment, don't put yourself in a situation. So what we do if we have clients, most of them have student loans that are reporting negatively, as I would say, and I tell them this, I said, listen, first, you need to know this, your debt can't come off, okay, there is a way, you just have to believe and take a chance, okay, first things first, it depends on how your debt is being reported, you have to remember, there's negligence upon furnishers, meaning your company that you're dealing with, meaning the federal, the government, they mess up, and when they mess up, we catch it, okay, negligence is one reason to get your debt off, okay, Paperwork is everything. Pay attention. Pay attention to every penny. I don't care if it says $3,253. Where's the 53 cent? That's negligence. That's an error. They cannot report erroneous or inaccurate information on your credit report. You remember that. And payment history is everything. Pay attention to how your payments are being reported. Make sure your payments are being reported. If you make your payments on time and you've checked for the past five months that haven't been reported, that's an error. That's hitting into your score. You want to mention it because guess what? That right there can boost your score right back up. Never stop making your payments. I will never tell people stop doing that. But when you don't have it, when you can't afford to pay it, that's cool. That's when you come to us. We can help you. We will challenge your debt based upon inaccurate information that they have up there and the negligence of your creditors, a.k.a. your furnishes. Furnishers in itself are established into an agreement. OK, that agreement is actually with the credit bureaus. OK, the credit bureaus, you have three of them, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. What they provide are band scores. OK, now I know you heard of FICO. FICO was king. Everybody utilizes FICO. But you have to realize this. FICO was the very first credit score, which was invented back in 1989. Boom, you're here to not credit education briefly. We're going to open up your mind a little bit. Another thing to go ahead and let you know, besides getting your student loan off, OK, we would challenge it. Okay. Well, I tried that. Another credit card company didn't work. Exactly. Number two, you can get your debt waived off due to an illness. Yes. If you ha- if you have some type of illness, say for example bipolar, schizophrenia, during the time frame that you were actually going to school, and have to show for at least five years. Okay. Pay attention. Um, upon that, and <laughs> you actually have documentation to show that, like from your physician, you can get it off. If you're in the military. This is not my military, people. If you're in the military, it can actually come off. If you are uh, diagnosed with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, paperwork. Guess what? That's another way to actually get that off. Okay, there's many ways to challenge to get your student loan off. Because just just know this: there is hope out there, but you have to be willing to take that chance. Okay, Um, just to go back. On um, reference to the debt and everything that we can help, we can help you remove late payments, inquiries, collections, medical collections, charge offs, bankruptcies, you know. Now, some people that actually have liens and say, if you have tax liens or judgments, update 2017, Equifax TransUnion Experience agreed to remove any at that time. They were just unable to collect that debt. OK, because if they're constantly trying to reach you, it went from a collection to a charge off to where they were unable to collect the payment. You might go from a repossession to a charge off because they were unable to collect that payment. OK, pay attention to this. I keep telling you paperwork is everything. You don't have to lie. It's a, with me, I don't false. I don't focus on the negativity of my environment. Okay, of our company. Our industry is known to be high risk, unfortunately. There are people that have credit and there are people that don't have credit. The only way you know you're dealing with somebody that knows what what they're doing, question, go on Google. It's okay, ask a list of questions. Some companies in itself, okay. I I see, I I like educating my customers because at the end of the day, I believe in honesty and I believe in doing the right thing. We believe in doing the right thing because guess what, you deserve it. Just because you've been burned four times, that don't mean the fifth time is gonna be burning. You have to take risks. Remember this. You have to make a choice to take a chance or your credit score will never change. And with us, we can help that happen. Okay? I got it. I
0: got it. I got it. So let's talk about how you might help someone to uh, some I mean, or oh, what's your view on using credit to build your wealth? What's my view on using
1: credit to build your wealth?
0: Yeah. On leveraging oh. debt. On leveraging debt or leveraging credit. Yeah. Using other people, using other people's money. Once you fix your credit now once you fix your credit, um, you know, how do you help people or how can you advise people on how to use their credit specifically? How can they use a good credit rating to now leverage that to build their wealth?
1: Oh, man. oh man, I'm glad to say that. Great question. I like that, guy. I like that. I'm about to go. <laughs> yeah. Guys, pay attention, man. I hope you got a pen and paper. Okay. I like that about it. So, look, listen, say for example, you go ahead and get your credit score done. Like a lot of people, also be realistic. Okay. <laughs> Don't come to the company like, well, I need an 825. Let me break. Let me, I want everybody to understand. Come here. Okay. Okay. In reference to what you're trying to do. Okay. When you're over a 750 credit score, you're good. You're going to get the same interest rate. Matter of fact, I'll, excuse me. If you're at least at least at 770 or 780, you're good. Anything above that, you're just trying to get bragging rights. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Look, having a high school like that, that's fine. Teachers on but the interest rate is still going to be the same. There's benefits with that. But when you get your credit cleared up on what you want to do. Okay, I'll break it down. Most people that want to get their credit fixed, they're trying to start a business, they want to get a house, they want to get a car. Okay? Let's look at it for this if you want to get a car. We'll break it down. If you want to get a car, you just got your credit fixed and say for example, cuz most dealerships if you're at least above some do 650. Some dealerships now nah, they don't even care about your credit. Okay? So they, we finance all But at the end of the day, that interest rate that you're going to get is not what you're going to get. Anytime you go to the dealership, you want to ask for an effective interest rate. What's that? What's that? Listen, I'm all about education, effective interest rate. Look it up. I'm all about that. Just look it up. That way you can see the formula for itself. But pretty much that's the real rate of interest that you pay, period. When they say, oh, what's my APR, my annual percentage rate? Get your effective annual percentage rate. Always ask that. If they say they don't know, walk away. Walk away from the dealership, okay? Well, long story short, there's many options for what you can do. That's why we have our credit and funding sources. If you're keep trying to get out to get a loan, there's many lenders, okay? Just to break it down like this. If you contact, say, for example, Rocket Mortgage, you want to get a house, okay? You contact one of these people, ask, you got to ask key questions. You don't ask the right, it, the key in life is to ask the right questions. You go to Rocket Mortgage, you say, listen, um, what credit scoring module do you utilize? What's that? What is the credit score module? Break it down. When they look at your credit, it's module that the company utilizes in order to approve you. Okay. I said that to say this. If you are denied, okay, by law, by permissible purpose due the FCRA, they're required to let you know the reason why you were denied. Not, not oh, you didn't mean, not acceptable, unacceptable. Okay. What you need to ask them is this. You actually have leverage on that. Okay, because if if you are denied, there's still hope. You think it's over when you're denied, it's actually not. Depending upon how the company's structured. Now everybody's like this, okay? I'll let you know one lender that actually is flexible with that, you just have to ask the right questions. But you can actually speak to the loan officer or the department that handles your denial, like, listen, can I speak with them? Because you can overturn that. What? You can over? yes, you can overturn a denial because that way, say for example, you find out why you were denied. Now say for example, you were denied because you had too many. Hard inquiries. A hard inquiry is when the company in itself pulls your credit report and evaluates, okay? And guess what? If you say, look, I, I had eight of them. Say, Listen, you had too many. So now you know. Okay, so how do I get it off? Boom, can help you out with that. But just educate you with that, with your inquiries. Inquiries in itself, after six months, they have about half the effect on you, okay? And anything further than that, there's no point, like, if I look at your file and it's at 12 months, just leave it there because it's not even affecting you. You know, only thing that might affect you when you go to the lender are recent requirements. I say at least up to 90 days. If they're that recent, yeah, try to get them off because they can be quite damaging. They can drop your points, a couple points, three, four, five. It just really depends. You don't want to get out and apply for 10 different loans all in one day. Don't do that. That's irresponsible. Find the right place in which you're trying to apply for. And then from there, that's what you want to do is apply there. Find your top, two places and apply there. Don't be reckless and go everywhere. and Just try to apply. Okay. That's what you actually want to find out. But in reference to your credit, you got many options for it. Okay. What you're doing is saving money. Bad credit. Always remember this. It's never about the money you're investing to yourself. It costs more money to have bad credit than it is to have good credit. You're saving so much money. When you get that house, most houses, when you get up on you're actually paying on your mortgage. You're literally paying on the interest. Literally, the whole time you're paying on interest, and it depends on the type of mortgage and what you're trying to get. Because you know you have an interest-only mortgage. Okay, you got a fixed-rate mortgage. You got an adjustable-rate mortgage. Okay, so it depends, It's just dependent upon what you're trying to do. Okay, credit in itself will open that door for you, in return, help you out. Okay, well, I'll break it down again. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the business people. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a whole lot. So I want to open up your eyes a little bit. So you get out, you got a great credit score. What do I do next? Okay, boom. You got a place out there. It's a place called Avant. Okay. And Avant is A-B-A-N-T. That's actually one of our resources. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so look, um, Avant in itself, you can go to them. Okay. What the difference is they take 4.95% out of the loan in what you're trying to get. Why would I do that? Listen, because they're taking a risk with you, depending on where your credit score is falling. Now, the average person that gets approved for a loan with Avant is between a 600 to a 700 credit score. Yes, I said 600 to a 700 credit score. All right. And Avant in itself pulls from Equifax. OK, so when you check your score, if that's where you fall at, contact them. It's very simplistic. Uh, they were actually on a Fortune 500 company. They, uh, a lot of people know about them. A lot of people don't. Um, But like I said, reading the study and I keep update on all new Fortune 500 companies. They may not be as big, but they have the most potential than most companies out there that you're really aware of. It's the companies that are actually unrecognized that can actually do wonders for you. Okay, and you can go through with them. They give you a minimum of two thousand dollars to a maximum of thirty five thousand dollars. So as an entrepreneur, I tell people you don't need a hundred thousand dollars, two thousand dollars to start a business. If you do, don't even start it. If you need that much money to start a business, liquidity is everything. Yes, I'm a credit pair company, but liquidity is everything, okay? When I start, shoestring budget. Budget, budget. Budgeting is everything. And deadlines, use the liquidity that you do have. But if you do need a loan, make sure the loan that you do take out to actually to get a business loan or get it or however way you want to get it, you can actually help yourself out, okay? Another thing is in reference to credit cards, okay? You get out, you get approved for a Capital One credit card or American Express if you understand how it works out, okay, your credit utilization ratio, that's pretty much the amount of credit or amount of money that you spend off your credit card, okay? A lot of people say, oh, only use 30%. No, don't do that. I'll I'll break it down for you. I'm gonna let you know a little secret, okay? Um, The key is you want to bring it down to exactly 2%. What? Bring it down to exactly 2% because they want you to use the card. But (laughs) see, the thing is, let me bring this back. They want you to use the card, but not use it, if that makes any sense. If you don't believe me, you don't have to. Try it, and you'll see with your own eyes. When you go above, because a lot of people live off their credit cards. As an entrepreneur, I understand. Have one credit card when you bring it down to 2%. Take your next credit card to try to offset it, because obviously you're going to use it. And try to keep that one at 30%, but eventually... Bring your cards down to 2% because it shows the lenders that you're responsible in reference to how you make your payments and you know about money, people. When you know what they know, more doors open up. In order to be successful, as I say, to do the opposite of what you see. Everybody says 30%. I disagree. Okay. But long story short, if you're gonna go into debt, debt is inevitable. Okay, it's okay. If you do get a credit card, a lot of people say stay away from credit card debt. Me. I take a risk. I always do. Because the thing is, you just need to have a game plan. And if I have a $7,000 credit card, regardless of my investment, I'm going to make sure I can pay that back next month. Meaning, know exactly down to a T that whatever you spend your money to, that you're going to make money from it. Okay? That is very, very, very important. So long story short, if you have an investment that you know is going to give you a return back, go ahead and spend $1,000 off it. That way you can get a, a good return. Okay, because the thing is, you just want to offset that to make sure that's a little bit more debt. A lot of people would disagree with me saying, no, don't spend credit card debt, save up your hard money. As entrepreneurs, that stands for broke. That means you have no money. Credit will open up doors where you actually did not have it. When you have access to credit, you can do more, but be smart and strategic about how you do it. And before you spend anything, spend it on yourself. Hear me very clearly, guys. Say no to everybody. Say yes to yourself. Do not spend it on a car. Do not go buy a new Range Rover. Do not go buy an apartment. Go without so you can get what you need to be. You can use credit to open up doors for you, but you have to make the right decision. That's the difference between a successful entrepreneur and somebody going back to work. I don't knock anybody that goes to work, but as an entrepreneur, if you're going to do something, this is it. This is your end game. Continue to fight and do what you need to do. Credit will open up doors that you cannot open for yourself. Okay? Because once you get that loan, you pay it off you can get it done. With credit cards, what happens is this. Once you bring your credit utilization ratio down, this is how you get more money, people. Listen to me. You can still do it at 30%. They'll still give it to you. So if you can't afford to bring it down 2%, okay, bring it down to 30. Hopefully you can bring it down to 20. But when you bring it down to that, you can offset that by guess what? Call, call the bureau, not the bureau, call your furnisher, meaning your creditor, and say, listen, Call Capital One and say, look, I need a credit limit increase. You want to ask for a credit limit increase every three months. Three, don't miss it. Ask for a credit limit. And this is the key. Do not miss a payment. I'll say it again. Do not miss. If you're missing a payment, ask for a credit limit increase and your credit utilization ratio is high. You're going to get denied. Listen, patience is the key. If you already have a card, you got $5,000 and you're trying to look like you got it, put the card away in your pocket and do not touch it. Make your payments. You don't have to. I I tell most people this, like, oh, pay the balance in full. Yes, American Express, you don't have a choice. You got to pay that balance in full. Any other card, bring it down to 2%, people. I'm not going to say that. Bring down 2%. And if you're going to reinvest and get that money, as I stated to you, you have options. I'll let you know your options. That's how you can increase your credit score right now. Right now. You pay that on your credit card, it's going to increase it. Well, I need more money ask for a credit limit increase you've been making your payments on time for two years get that done okay it's so many options on the credit will open up doors for you okay i'm pretty sure a lot of people know this a lot of people don't know this you can report your rent history you can report your utility bills innovation is all around us we just have to sit still opportunities are right in front of you what are you going to do
0: Cool, cool man i mean you said you said a lot there man you know a lot of stuff of course <laughs> i teach I teach as well a lot of people about the credit utilization ratio. I teach people so much. Make sure you always pay your credit as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's so much thing. There's so much thing that you've said. I quite like the 2%, you know. Um, it's good. <laughs> and and you drop a good gem there, um, which is the ask for Increase. I remember going on to uh, a property course years ago. Yeah. And, in London. And the first day, half day, I mean, they had a strategy, of course, because they were selling the mentorship, which was like 10 times a weekend course. But the first day they tell everyone, um, go and call your credit card company and ask them for an increase. And people were coming back and goes, yeah. And they said, if you have a credit card limit of, say, five grand, don't go yeah. ask for a, a seven and a half grand increase. No, tell them you want to increase to 50 grand. But well, you got to sound serious. You, you 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 gotta tell them I got a major transactions coming. I need fifty grand. Um, there you go. And um and it's funny because I've actually used um this a very similar strategy to be able to get hundreds of thousands available on credit. You know what I mean? Um, like you know, like I've got an unlimited Amex. I got Amex with you know with, with over fifty thousand pounds available. I got a, a MBA with you know fifty thousand pounds available because I kind of played the game. I mean, I don't use the credit now, but um, I'm probably at the two percent, one percent level of what I got available. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. a matter of fact, I actually met a yachtsman man uh, years ago, and he told me something, and I didn't. Remember, like, you know, getting getting American Express, getting travelers' checks, and just holding them. You know what I mean? And eventually you know they might offer you a black card and all this kind of a stuff so there's lots of <laughs> there's lots and lots of secrets that you actually dropped there I know you were highly energetic but talk to me about um like where can people find you i mean with all your passion with all your energy with what your company do um someone listening to you and it goes man this guy is is knows what he's talking about because I want to tell you this right that uh interestingly, Although I'm originally from uh, where the Caribbean, living in London for some time, back in the Caribbean right now for a bit, um, the podcast, this podcast is listened mostly in the USFA, which is quite interesting. So someone is listening to you in the USFA and they're thinking, man, this, who's this guy? This guy is good. I want to get in contact with him. I want to fix my credit. I want to leverage my credit. Where can they find you?
1: Well, you can actually find us on Facebook. Uh, You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash capital I, capital C, capital F, capital I, capital X, capital S. So facebook.com forward slash ICFIXS.com. You can go directly to our website. We can reach us. Uh, We actually have uh, support available to take calls for you. It's www.integrity.com. That's I's an igloo and is a Nancy. T is in Tom. E is an echo. G is in go. R is in Rick. I is an igloo. T is in Tom. Y is in Yankee. I know it's long, guys. I'm here. Integrity, credit. that C is in cat. R is in Rick. E is an echo. D is in Doll, I is an igloo. T is in Tom. Fix. F is in Frank. I is an igloo. X as an X-ray. Sources. I know, guys. We're almost done. S is in Sam. O is in Oscar. Guess what? You. As in under, R and in Rick, C and Cat, E in Echo, S and Sam.com. Or you can just go straight to Google. Just put in Integrity integrity Credit Fix Sources, LLC, and we'll pop up. You'll see our Facebook. You'll see our webpage. Get up there. Contact the number on the website. Uh, like I said, we're available. We got client support up there. If we don't answer, please just leave a voicemail. Trust me, they're going to get right back to you. Believe me, we're here uh, to assist you, to help you get it done. NASA day, it's about to be 2022. Guess what? Yeah, you might as well start it off in a right way, which is a better way, which is better with better credit with better opportunities.
0: Well, I like it. So integrity credit fixed sources. I love it. Go to Google, find it. Now, a couple of questions for you. Access on my podcast. What I mean, you, you kind of hinted to it earlier, so I'll ask you anyway. What does a wealth mindset mean to you? Oh, we're talking about an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. What does that mean to you? And how important is that to grow your wealth? Ooh, an abundant mindset.
1: Oh, man, we're talking on some subjects today. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. I want y'all to be open, okay? Because I literally, I was just telling um one of my friends this earlier, and um I'll say this in uh, the best way, okay? When you have an abundant mind, I tell people that's that's just more, you got... An opportunist, or you got an optimistic person and you got a pessimistic person. Okay, let's break it down, people. <laughs> Life is beautiful. I'm feeling great. I'm going to do great. I'm going to do great. I'm going to do $10 million this year. Guess what? Me and my employees are going to grow. I'm going to give all my employees raises. We're going to go to the top. Upper. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Optimistic. That's me. I speak it. I'm here. I feel it. Ah, I'm here. Pessimistic. Oh, God, we're not going to make payroll, dude. I don't know what we're going to do. I can't pay my mortgage, can't pay my house. Why is this happening to me? I'm the only person. Nobody understands me. I don't know what to do. Stop. (laughs) Come over to this guy. Be an opportunist. Be optimistic. See opportunities when people don't see it. Struggle, adversity, asperity. It's so beautiful because it meticulously designs you. You are a beautiful creation, but you can create whatever day you want. Every day, you have a choice to have a good day. That abundant mind frame to to know, to see, there's no such thing as that I can't make that. There's no such thing as I I can't make this money. I can't have this. You're You're being pessimistic. An abundant mind frame, everything is yours in front of you. If you want that car, you got it. Be realistic, set a budget, you'll get it. There's nothing that you cannot have. You want that house? Okay, I'm gonna get the house, let me write it down. How much is it? I'll get it in 90 days. Set budget, see opportunity. When you have an abundant mind frame, things, I would say it gravitates to you. Positivity, another word for positivity is sanguinity. Okay, listen guys, you don't have to be as excited as I am. But be determined, believe in yourself. And always, regardless of what happens to you, be open to what's here. Look around you, look at this, it's peaceful. You hear it, you can hear crickets out here. People love life, nature. Seeing things that you don't see. When you have a vision, nobody has to believe in it but you. You don't have to tell me, oh, you know, your company never go public. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you heard that. Let's talk, more action. Move in silence, just do it. Yes, we're full of energy. You can be the most positive person in the world, but not get any results. You have to believe everything you do. Be positive and believe and take Amen. action. Amen. You
0: have a, yeah, got a fate, faith, man. Know? You got a fate. yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> I mean, you're on fire, man. I'm. I'm glad you came on. <laughs> I, I'm glad you came on a day, and I'm glad, like you know, like you, like you know, you're a real person. You know, as you said, um. You know, first I started talking to you. And you were like, we were walking the dogs out there. Like, are you gonna stay out there, or you? You say, yeah, man, I'm here. But I can see why you are probably outside uh, uh, in yeah. nature, because you know, I think you know what happened is that knowledge flows better. You know, I mean, I did some public speaking training, and uh, my mentor he says, you know, there's no need to store knowledge like in your head. Just throw it in the cloud. You know, and you yeah. can pull, and uh, you can pull from it. And like, like on, on, on my podcast, I don't give questions beforehand. Um, it's just a conversation. Of course, there's, there are a few questions that I ask, you know. What, what, I, what, what I'm doing is that I'm allowing people who I speak to to pull from the cloud, you know, to pull from their cloud, whatever cloud they're existing, you know what I mean? So I quite like your answer. Let's move on. So let's move on to in terms of, I mean, you kind of touched on it again at the beginning, Financial uh, literacy and how it costs you. I mean, you haven't said how much it costs you. So, um, and we haven't talked about any major successes that you've had. But, um, but before we might touch on that, um, as we look at wrap up in the next few minutes, um, I will ask you, what does a financial intelligence mindset mean to you? Oh, no, financial intelligence. What does financial intelligence means to you as an entrepreneur? Uh, business owner? How important is it to be financially intelligent? Well, more importantly, what does it mean to you?
1: Great question. Um, having financial intelligence to me just means opportunity. It means I have an understanding. I have, I break it down like this. Um, I'm able to read an income statement. I'm, re- I'm able to read a cash flow statement. I'm able to read a balance sheet. I know the difference. I understand terminology. I understand accounting understand what a ledger is I, you have a I'm not lost in transition when it comes to currency or when it comes to if anybody knows anything about currency or money in reference to the value of Gresham's law and it's been a fact since the beginning of the time that money has been constantly eroding in value so don't value something that's not there just because you have ten dollars in your bank account you better believe me they appreciate that $10 in your bank account. Understanding the difference between IRA, individual retirement account, knowing where to put your money at, knowing the difference between a security and an asset. Because <laughs> there's <laughs> a difference, okay? Um, listen, guys, let's look at it like this, okay? An asset brings money in, okay? So ask yourself this, as of right now, we're, we're going to break it down in a little circle, okay? We got your asset, you got your income, okay? You got it? Okay, and then you got your expenses, okay, and your liabilities. So ask yourself this. How what do you have coming in? Do you have a lot more expenses and liabilities than assets and income? I don't understand. Okay. Sorry. Let me let me go ahead and One second, Let me grab it here. Here we go. This is this is what we're gonna say. Okay. Oh, sit over there. This is what we have. When you're financially intelligent. I can sit down and look at an expense. I can look at a report. I can look at a paycheck and I know exactly where it's going to be allocated at. I know where I'm going to be saving money. I know what accountants know and what accountants know about saving money in taxes, yeah. understanding that where you put your money at, where you can take your money and incur interest off. You know, everybody knows about CDs and IRAs and like that, but let me open up your mind. Have you heard of guess what? The key pension plan. You heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah, you can use that because guess what? You can allocate more of your money into that account, okay? I want you to be open to where when you're financially intelligent, you know it's more out there that you did not know, you know? <laughs> it's more things to invest your money into. You have Fidelity. It's a lot more companies out there that can help you, but they don't know unless you ask. You have to find out where you can put your funds at, you know? Understand as an entrepreneur, there's many ways to raise capital. Oh my goodness. If you have like we do service, but if you have products and equipment, inventory is very expensive. And guess what? When you're financially intelligent, you know that at the end of the day, you need to prepare for spoilage and things that may go bad. Knowing the you know knowing how to manage doing your physical inventory count, yeah, very important because that in itself, when you're financially intelligent, you're saving yourself money, you're saving yourself a headache. You're saving yourself, okay? You're able to implement a roadmap of success for yourself. But in order to get financial intelligence, I don't know where to go. You go with it every day. Where do you go? Oh, I went to the bank, put money in there. How about sit down with a financial agent in there? How about sitting with a banker? The banker don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, they actually do. How about sitting with the manager of the bank? The bank in itself is literally a financial kingdom in there, okay? They have access to institutional investors. What's that? Those are people that got access to all the good investments. That's what you want to network. Networking, meaning if you're going to network with me, okay, how business people are, because at the end of the day, you're investing in time. Okay, look, I know you do business. Look, I have a couple of clients. Look, I'm gonna send them over there to you that way. Yeah, you're 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 in turn, you're building the economy if people don't understand. Because I'm giving you business to sustain your business. In return, you're sending clients to me to help sustain my business. And in return, it's going to it's going to establish a mutual relationship of growth. In order for the small business communities to grow, you have to offer a hand. Don't think you have the greatest idea in the world. Trust me. It's not your, let's break it down for this. When you're financial, financially intelligent, you see it like this, okay? It's not your service. It's not your product. You think it's the greatest. The world doesn't. It's your system that you have behind it. And when you're financially intelligent, you need to know this, especially when it comes to your money. You have people that can sit down. You can have $50 million, but you need to understand when you're looking at money, if you're losing money, how can you tell? Oh, no, I'm good. Are you? You'll be able to see the difference in reference to what's coming home to you and what's not. You know, you'll you'll be able to tell if you're going to be late for payroll. You'll be able to tell if you're going to have enough to pay yourself or pay your family, pay your rent, pay your mortgages to pay any expense that you have, okay? Break it down like this. I'll give you another example. Being financially intelligent, if I wrote a piece of paper down and somebody asked me, where do I invest my money at? I only have $500. That's all I have and I'm not spending no more than that. You can take that capital that you have. Your greatest investment is into yourself, first off. Second off, you can take that money and just put it to the side, okay? Take it and put it into an interest-occurring account. Okay, but certain accounts don't qualify. You need a minimum of $1,000. It just really depends. You know, we have a list of resources that we can send you to. It, the, the list actually goes beyond. But being financially intelligent, it's never really old. You're constantly learning. I'm constantly learning. There's so many new things out there, but I know where to look at. I know where to invest my money. There's companies out there to where, where you can go at that when you go over there, you can actually, say for example, they will purchase the house for you literally, they will purchase the house for you. It's so much innovation out there to where... Probably, there's so much innovation out there Sorry, right, where...
0: Right,
1: right. Sorry about that. <laughs> and um, you just have to see the opportunities, man, like everywhere. Being aware of uh, the SEC, Security and Exchange Commission, okay? Unfortunately, y'all, y'all ain't going to put a business out there, but everybody know about Martha Stewart and when she got in, you know, the, got a little stuff. But at the end of the day, things happen, you know, when you try to get access to and IPO, which is the initial public offering, before everybody else knows, you can get in trouble. Okay? It's limit, yeah. It's Excuse- limitless,
0: man. It's limitless. I think what you're saying, right? And obviously, like you, 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 you just rattle off quite a few things. But I think you know, as I was talking about having knowledge in the cloud, I think when you're financially intelligent, you've got so much knowledge of how finance and the economy and business and accounting works that you can pull from it at any time and leverage it and use it to your advantage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I think that's what it is. So, look, I'm not going to um, keep you. Um, I think we've been going for an hour. But just before we go, I, I actually want to ask you this question and then probably look, look to wrap up. I mean, what has been, so just coming from the army, starting your business, um, doing all that kind of stuff, what would you say has been your 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 biggest financial success and what actually contributed to that?
1: You know, um. It depicts it actually it depends on what how you see success
0: no well, you obviously is how you see it how you see it so it's obviously the question is that you what has been your biggest financial success so so you did tell us what financial success means to you and what has been your biggest result
1: yeah um financial success means to me um is being is ex- ex- is actually having purpose and doing what you love to do and making money with it uh, money does not really entice me, excite me. So I'm not really the type of person to say, oh, I made this amount of money because that shouldn't push you. Whatever you're doing, make sure it's for your purpose. My most successful thing is being here. Beautiful house, being here, being able to invest, being able to spend money that I know that I, it's not going to hurt. You know, um, having opportunities available available for me to know that I have purpose. I can make an investment. I can I can do things that I could not do when I did not have the money. Yeah, I got
0: that's I got Yeah, of course. Of course. It's freedom. It's basically free. It's almost like freedom to do some of the things that you would like to do that you yeah. otherwise might have been handicapped yeah exactly yeah, being able yeah. to,
1: to do things that you always want to do but being patient look with me I, i'm not the type of person gloat and be extra i just enjoy it in the moment because i'm doing something that i love Dude, money has nothing to do with it it just feels good of, cool. of course
0: of course of I course mean, money money has as you said money has nothing to do with it man you know i came yeah. from i came from a um, really humble background and i understand what it's like know, to make hundreds hundreds of thousands millions And I also understand what what it's like to lose or spend hundreds of thousands uh, in record time. You know what I mean? Um, And yet still, I understand what it is to spend, you know, a couple of hundred of thousand U.S. dollars just traveling around the world. That's what I did. You know what I mean? So money for me is a utility, It's a tool by which you use to accomplish the things which you want to accomplish, whether it's invest enjoy share educate yeah it's freedom it's a freedom yeah yeah so look um i want to thank you thank you for your time Uh, and i want to say it's been our podcast has been different I think the energy's been different but I want to say that your knowledge is um is unmatched in many ways you know what I mean um, um obviously uh it's like okay I I can tell why you why you might find it difficult holding like a job I can just yeah. Yeah, just from talking to you for an hour I can tell why a job might be difficult for you because you I wouldn't say that you were the most structured person in terms of like okay here's a question give me an answer give me a short answer no you know you you like you are a free-flowing guy you know so i think i think people like you just need to have time and and use time to your advantage um in, in the sense of you know what i mean not be limited or being boxed you know be being allowed to think and expand and, and also more importantly i say be allowed to help others so I, I hope that a few people will get in contact with you i think your company again is in credit t credit fixed uh,
1: Yeah, integrity credit sources. Sources. Okay, and everybody, media man, put integrity credit big source LLC in the search bar, it'll pull up. You'll see like.
0: Uh, wow, wait, military Man, yeah, yeah, Man Clarence Brown. Um, I, I hope we keep in touch because I always um part of doing my podcast is, is also networking, building building a community of people who I've spoken to, I've spent time with. Um, you know, if someone comes to me and have credit problems, I know who to go to. Someone comes to me, they want they, they, they want a mortgage, I know who to go to. So it's also building my network as well, my my community of yeah, entrepreneurs and stuff who have actually spoken with. So take care. I wish you a massive success. Stay safe as well. And I'm sure that we're going to circle back again sometime. Thank you, man. Much love, man. Have a great day, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pleasure. All right. God bless you. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. You can find out more about me by Googling my name, Royston Cumberbatch. I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button or you can find me on my website at www.racmacs.com That's R-A-C-M-A-C-S dot com. It'd be great to hear from you and do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others, keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.